Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about cooperativity or cooperative binding. Um, and this is an observation of enzymatic activity that happens after substrates bind. Um, the basic principle is that some proteins, enzymes are just specialized proteins, um, can bind multiple substrates. Okay, so you have E plus S, you have an enzyme and some collection of substrates. That results in ES plus S, right? The enzyme bound S, one substrate, which may result in ES2 plus S, where now the enzyme has two substrates attached to it, which may result in ES3 plus S, where the enzyme has three substrates attached to it, whatever. Okay, uh, basically, um, uh, they can bind multiple substrates and products can be formed at any stage in the process, depending on the reaction. For the most part, reaction rate decreases as you increase the number of active sites occupied. And let's just think about that intuitively for a second. That makes sense, right? If you have an enzyme with all its active sites free and a substrate can bind anywhere, right? Remember that enzymes and substrates are have an element of specificity, but even if you have the right substrates and the right enzymes, if you have a lot of open active sites, okay, reaction rate is very high. If you have only one active site open, reaction rate is lower because reactions occur when those complexes are formed, okay? Uh, uh, for those of you who are chemically inclined, and this is kind of really how I think of it, is think of steric hindrance. Think of steric hindrance for nucleophilic uh, substitution, right? It's much easier to get, you know, primary you know, molecules to attack them in nucleophilic substitution because there's no steric hindrance. There's no sterics around it to block you. And this is kind of the same thing that if you load up the enzyme with substrates, it's going to be slower. The reaction rate is going to be slower because it's so loaded up. Okay. I want to clarify though, that uh, active saturation is not linear propor linearly proportional to substrate concentration. In other words, substrate concentration is not the only thing that affects the rate of reaction. There are other factors. It's not as easy as just saying, well, every single time you have an enzyme that's loaded up with substrates, that's going to slow the reaction by this much or whatever. It, this is more of a general rule. And I just want to throw that in there. <clears throat> So now that I've discussed that, I can finally transition to the concept of cooperativity. And um, this seems like a very complex topic, but it's actually very simple. I'll actually define it right now. Cooperativity is the concept or the idea um, the, uh, that binding of substrates changes substrate affinity. Okay, but an enzyme, when an enzyme binds substrates, its affinity for those substrates and for you know the next coming substrates changes, increases or decreases, or maybe doesn't change. All right. And let me give you an example of that. Say you have somebody who's never tried chocolate before. Okay. And now they have one bar of chocolate and now they love the chocolate. So they have 20 bars of chocolates, right? That first single chocolate bar, you know, changed their affinity for the chocolate bars. It allowed them to realize, Hey, I've never had chocolate before, but now that I've tried it, I actually really love it. Right. And that is actually like a perfect example of cooperativity. Basically, you have uh, positive, negative, and non-cooperative binding. Um, let's start with positive cooperative binding, where binding is proportional to affinity for the subsequent substrate. So in other words, this is the chocolate example, where you give an enzyme some substrate, and the enzyme after binding that substrate realizes, hey, I really love binding these substrates. Let me do a lot more. Instead of binding one, I'm going to bind 2,000. Okay, so that's positive cooperative binding, um, where the affinity for the substrates, the enzymes affinity for the enzymes increased. Now let's begin negative cooperative binding. It's the exact opposite. Change, you know, take the chocolate example and change it to spinach, right? You never tried spinach before. Oh, it's so colorful and nice and green and leafy. And then you try it and you're like, yeah, no. Uh, and so that's a great example of negative cooperative binding, where binding is inversely proportional to affinity. As you bind more substrates, the enzyme wants them less and less. 
That's really what it's all about is the enzyme wants it, right? In positive cooperative binding, you bind more, the enzyme wants them more. Negative cooperative binding, you bind more, it wants it less, okay? Um, and finally, there's non-cooperative binding where binding is just not proportional to affinity. There's no proportional relationship. There's no proportionality between binding and affinity. The enzyme doesn't care if it binds, you know, after binding the first substrate, that doesn't affect the affinity at all for the substrate. Um, and so there are various graphs. I'll tell you that, you know, according to the Han Academy module, positive cooperative binding has an S curve or a sigmoidal shaped graph. Um, negative cooperative has the S curve, but it's inverted across one line of symmetry. And finally, non-cooperative binding has a hyperbolic shape. I'm not really going to think of it like that because really that kind of complicates it and you don't really need to know that much about the exact shapes. What I will tell you is that they all kind of look like uh, linear increases, okay? Except for, except for the positive cooperative binding where it's really like a defined S. But all of them look like, um, oh, I'm sorry, did I say linear increase? I meant exponential increases, exponential increases. They all look kind of like the LN graphs. That's what I was trying to say, LN. They all look kind of like an LN graph when you graph substrate concentration on the x-axis and fraction occupied on the y-axis. Um, so they all kind of increase with that exponential factor. In other words, they plateau off. Um, uh, positive cooperative binding plateaus at the highest fraction occupied value, non-cooperative is in the middle, and negative plateaus at the lowest value, okay? So negative plateaus first, then non-cooperative going up, and then positive um, cooperative reaches the highest point before um, plateauing off. Um, note that the effects of cooperativity are seen only after substrates bind. For this reason, the fraction occupied differences, that the y-axis differences, uh, between the three curves are, you know, actually insignificant at low values, at low x values, or in this case, low substrate concentration values, and you see great differences as you increase substrate concentration. What the hell did I just say? Let me explain that. Um, basically, the idea is cooperativity is a measure of an enzyme's reaction to substrate, right? That's really what it is. Remember I said it's all about how much, you know, changing how much the enzyme wants the substrate. It's really an enzyme's reaction to getting a substrate. And then it can either say, hey, I really like this. Let me bind more. That's positive. I don't really like this. Let me bind less. That's negative. Or I don't care. That's uh, non-cooperative, right? So it's really a re the enzyme's reaction to substrate binding, right? So in other words, you need to have a substrate binding to see what the enzyme will do, what the enzyme's reaction is, right? If you don't have any substrate bound, the enzyme won't know, hey, if you don't feed the person chocolate, they won't know that they liked it so much. And so for that reason, with the graphs, they all start at zero. They all start at zero because there is no cooperativity exhibited when there's no substrates or even very little substrates, okay? Um, and as you increase the substrate concentration, that's when the enzyme realizes, hey, I really like this or I don't like this or what have you, okay? Um, I'm just going to end with two... Uh, simple examples and they're hemoglobin and myoglobin. Hemoglobin is the blood oxygen carrier and myoglobin is the muscle oxygen carrier. And you'll see that, you know, hemoglobin, when it is loaded with oxygens, it can hold four oxygen molecules where oxygen molecules are the substrates in this case. Okay. So it can bind four molecules. The molecular formula is actually HbO2-4. So O2 in parentheses with a four on the outside. We see this is positive uh, cooperative binding because the, uh, the hemoglobin gets one oxygen molecule and it says, hey, I really like this. Let me bind three more. The affinity increases for that. Myoglobin, on the other hand, can only bind one oxygen molecule. Its molecular formula is MbO2. Okay? Um, and so this one 
is non-cooperative binding because the subsequent, you know, there are no subsequent substrates to speak of, right? There are no more oxygen molecules that can bind. 